Welcome back to Cocktails and Classics. This week, we watched From Russia with Love, the second, I believe, James Bond film. That is correct, yeah. Um, joining me this week, we have Cameron and Zach. So it's a little little light on the uh, on the group here. Half the people, but... double the content. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for a two-hour-long episode, ladies and gents. Oh, my God. We're going to make an episode longer than the movie. We're just going to watch the movie while we do the podcast. So in honor of this week's movie, we're going to we're going to do a classic cocktail, but it's not going to be the one you're thinking. Ooh. So James Bond, he always goes for the martinis, shaken, not stirred. But this week for the theme of Russia in the movie, we went with the Moscow Mule. Though it is not Russian, it comes from a joint of Smirnoff, Jack Morgan, who was the owner of the Cock and Bull Bar in Hollywood, and a ginger beer producer. And then at the same time, uh, Sophie Berezinsky, who was a Russian immigrant, uh, she just landed in the States, and her father was apparently a owner of a copper factory and so the three got together and made a drink that would combine all three and boost their sales in a, in a sheer move of marketing genius the three dreamed up the easy to drink and easy to make moscow mule using all three underperforming products to make one that is now today i, I think iconic yeah they got so popular a few years ago that like health officials were warning against drinking too many alcoholic beverages out of copper containers yeah like the copper itself would cause a health problem that's why most of the uh copper mugs you'll find in a store not online are actually just stainless steel with copper finish on the outside so to make this you build it in the glass so it's a really easy one uh two ounces of vodka three quarters of an ounce of lime and four ounces or to top ginger beer serve over ice this is for me this is a favorite i love this thing uh this is one of my go-to's at a bar yeah, this one's really great, especially for me. I like the more sweeter ginger beers and the more um, than the ones that more have more of a bite. So, like for me, I have like the Trader Joe's ginger beer that's like very sweet. Um, but I actually I like this drink a lot too. Um, but I actually do it with the Kentucky variant and do a Kentucky Mule with uh, whiskey. Well, that doesn't play to the theme to the movie at all. Well, so. I'm currently <laughs> doing a Moscow Mule with vodka. Okay, I'm keeping it thematic. I'm just saying in my normal repertoire, I normally go. Uh, bourbon. I mean, the movie doesn't take place in Russia, anyways. Yeah, yeah, but it's from Russia with love because yeah, James—that's what he Russia. signs the card from. That's what he signs the picture as. I yeah. felt like that meme. I pointed to the screen and I was like, "That's the title of the movie." <laughs> Same. Yeah, I wrote that down. I was like, "Ah, ah, the movie title." They said yes. the movie. <laughs> they said the thing. This week we watched from Russia with love, a 1963 James Bond film. Directed by Terrence Young, based off the books by Ian Fleming. A quick little plot summary is that James Bond willingly falls into an assassination plot involving a naive Russian beauty in order to retrieve a Soviet encryption device that was stolen by Spectre. It was nominated for Best Song at the Golden Globes in 1965, and it won a BAFTA award for... Best British Cinematography in 1964. Stars Sean Connery as James Bond. Cameron, 
what were your thoughts to from russia with love so yeah full disclosure um so i haven't seen a ton of the older james bond flicks but i'm a i i am a james bond fan i do like the franchise um I've seen all, like all the Pierce Brosnan movies and a lot of the Daniel Craig ones. Uh, I've seen Doctor No, uh, so I've so this isn't my first James Bond movie that I've seen, um, but this is only probably my second or third one I've seen um, with Sean Connery as James Bond. So my initial impression was I thought it was pretty good. Um, it was definitely a little cheesy, which I kind of expected going into it. Um, it was definitely more of like a it definitely felt like an old action movie um, more so than other ones, but it was also kind of funny too at the same time, like tongue in cheek kind of humor um, at times too. Um, I feel like it was very uh, sometimes on the nose with the humor in it, but, <laughs> but no, I thought it, I, I liked it, but again, I'm, I'm a fan of the franchise. So yeah, there was a lot of, it, it kind of almost felt, this must be where 90s movies, like action movies, got the one-liner thing from. Yeah. Because every time, like, something is happening, James has to, like, give a little cheeky one-liner catchphrase. Yeah. yeah. How are you liking her? From this angle, things are shaping up nicely. Yeah. No, You're the like, oh, okay. the James Bond one-liners are fucking awesome. Um, the other thing, too, this is something that I so miss about James Bond movies. So, if you're listening, uh, directors of the new James Bond movies, hear me out, okay? Look, <laughs> the gadgets are n- are nowhere in the new movies. It's all action. Like, I feel like the newer James Bond movies, you could just drop in, like, some random hero and some random, like, bad guy villain thing, and it'd be very similar. Like, they're, v- they're good movies, I feel like, especially, like, Skyfall. Like, it's a good movie, but it doesn't. it's not uniquely James Bond, and one of the things that makes this movie i think and others of this time more uniquely bond is like i mean the gadgets this the actual like spy stuff um and i mean the bravado too but that's a little that that's one of the only things that i think like is kind of on the fence about these older movies yeah this for me is my first well second i think james bond movie like full viewing that i can remember I, I think I've seen pieces or parts of some of the Pierce Brosnan ones, but Spectre was the first one that I've ever like seen all the way through. Wow. And then this will be my second. I'm I don't familiar even think Spectre is the best Daniel Craig one. Although, I don't know if I've seen do Spectre. Do or don't? Don't. Don't. No, I think, I think Skyfall I think is the people best say, one. Yeah, Skyfall, yeah. I think, is everyone. So I've um, actually only seen the old ones. Oh wow! Not the, like I've seen all the Sean Connery ones. I've seen the Pierce Brosnan ones, and um, a couple others sprinkled throughout. But I haven't seen any of the Daniel Craig movies. Mm. I've I've heard great things about. Yeah, Skyfall. I think I mean, I'm yeah. no, it's a shot it, so it's, it's a great movie. Like thematically and sh- like like cinematography, plot, action. It's a great movie. But my only gripe is it doesn't fe- it. In my opinion, they don't feel uniquely James Bond, I guess. Like, they kind of took thematic elements of his, like, of his style and his, I guess what you would call, like, swagger into the movie, but they don't, it's not as much of a, like, spy movie, if that makes sense. I think this one is, correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't seen Doctor No, but I think this was the first one that really had gadgets, right? I don't remember. I It's been a while since I've seen Doctor No, um... 
but this one had the gadgets it had it had their and again this is a little bit um dated but uh i think this was the first one with their like opening scene with the credits with like the girls like for whatever reason i don't know if the i don't think the new ones have them as much or they're a lot different if they do but uh they have like the opening scene with like girls doing random stuff throughout the whole entire like theme of the movie um yeah and this is i think the first one that does that the belly dancing like theme song plays and everything right literally projecting onto their bodies oh dude i mean okay take it for what it's worth like james bond is definitely a man's movie yeah like it it clearly like sexualizes women to the point of like they're always the damsel in distress basically and but I think the credits were fucking gorgeous. Like, the girls, like, belly dancing with that projection on there. Like, that is, like, such a hot thing now to do, like, projection art. Oh, yeah. On, on like, stuff for, like, music videos for, like, low-budget stuff. But, like, to see it, like, done in the 60s or something, it, yeah. it's very impressive for the time. And, I, uh, you know, I think it does great. The theme song playing. And I think I think one of the most iconic things is just the little... The little thing where he walks out and, and shoots. It's like that really tight. Yeah. And the then down the, the yeah, barrel shoots. view. Yeah. It's the yes, aperture. Yes. The down the, the, the Gaspar knows love down the barrel view. <laughs> no. Nope. Not that. <laughs> but uh, no. Yeah. The, oh, the, the aperture with him walking up to it, shooting it, and then the blood red dripping down and the music. Ugh, I love the theme. The theme of James. Yeah. I just I love it. Yeah. It's great. Were there memorable scenes for anyone? I mean, there's the the final fight scene that's really cool. Something you always expect out of a James Bond movie that this one really delivers on, where it's the uh, the boat scene, or James Bond's trying to get away on the oh, boat, yeah. and then the, the immediately following that, the helicopter that's like trying to to swoop in and like that was before. Oh, the helicopter comes first. Yes, this yeah. What the, was the their game plan? Was well, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> like they tried to buzz him. Like fucking fifteen times. Did they I'm not like, know that like their stop. helicopter was not going to survive that if they ha- if they hit him? Like, didn't the MythBusters do something where like you couldn't put a stamp on a on a helicopter blade? Aren't they like that sensitive? I think that's right. Know. But no, like, you're chucking grenades at him when he's in the freaking truck. Right. Just chuck grenades <laughs> when he's on the ground. I'm sure some shrapnel will catch him. <laughs> you have a rifle. Shoot at him. What are you doing? Also, the truck stopped for a bit. Like you could have, could have dropped. They're one like, there. oh, he stopped. It's okay. Maybe we got him. Let's go land. Circle back around. They're like, oh shit. No, he's he's moving. That's called quality plot armor. <laughs> Which James Bond has in plenty. Oh, he's got a ton. As Cam said, this I feel like the stakes are never high in this movie. <laughs> like, um, I see, he's I in that one shootout, that. but like, I mean, that's, that's true. about it. But the the Spectre is this, like, international crime syndicate or something like that. And the guys in the boats shoot worse than the stormtroopers do. <laughs> That's true. Like, also, they stop when the, when the oil barrels fall out of the boat and are just spreading oil on top of the water. They're like, hey, 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 slow down, slow down. Let's stop right in this puddle of oil. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, although I will say that it is kind of, the stakes are kind of dangerous. Like they're essentially like they're trying to get this, you know, uh, they're trying to get this encryption device from the Russians, but are basically pitting the British against the Russians in this like cold war era type feud essentially. Um, and so, 
I do feel like the stakes are a little high in that regard, just because it's kind of like if they find out, like if the Russians find out the British are behind this, you know, like it could literally start like another war. Um, and so there is that in that regard. But yeah, I do. But the action, in, like the scale is very small, I feel like, too, because it, it's more so like there's the one agent and he's really focused on like James Bond is really focused on getting this uh, Enigma machine um, back uh, out of the hands of the Russians and into, you know, British hands, basically. So, yeah. I I wrote down something that I loved that I don't really know if I've seen before is when they are on the boat, like the Spectre boat, and uh, it's like number one and three in the chess yeah. guy. The camera is like planted, so it's stationary. But whatever platform the actors are on is like tilting back and forth to give like a movement of the ship in water. I did. And I thought that looked fantastic. Yeah, that's int- I actually did not notice that at all. That's interesting. Because like I kind of just took that for granted as oh they're on a boat, but I didn't even didn't even come I mean, to me that they. Um, well, I mean, and even if they were on a boat, they'd have to stabilize the camera somehow too. Like anyway, right? Yeah. So like, either way, like I still think that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I would think if you were on, if the, if they were out on an actual boat, that the camera would be moving with them, though, unless no, right, they're like yeah. trying to stabilize them, like the actors stabilizing right. themselves. But I mean, I don't know. I didn't feel like there were too many like huge scenes in the movie. The shootout is like kind of big. Yeah, but, like, I was going to say never that. at risk. Like Grant yeah. is just saving his ass the whole time. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, actually, is I feel like there aren't a ton of scenes that stand out to me. I, that isn't to say that the movie is boring, but uh, there weren't a... I feel like that wasn't a thing as much as it is now. Like, I feel like back then with uh, with action movies, it was kind of... It was a little more campy, and there weren't as big, like, you know, grand scenes that it kind of, like, culminates to. Like, it, it does kind of culminate to the, you know, the scene, the scene with the boat... And then also the scene in the hotel near the end where um, Cleb tries and comes and kills to kill James Bond. Um, and, oh, what's her name? Let's see. Tatiana? Romanoff? Yeah. Yeah, Romanoff like, ends up killing her instead. One that kind of surprised me was back to the boat when they're like, oh, Cleb, your, your shit fucked up, bro. And then the chess master's like, yeah, it wasn't my plan. My plan was perfect. And then you see the henchman come in and he like gets the boot knife out. And you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> he's, he's going to get Cleb. And then he kicks the dude. Yeah, and why like, oh, did shit. he kill? I'm still confused why he killed him. Why did he kill the? I mean, I guess he still needed Cleb to try and fulfill the mission because the girl is like Tatiana's still hers. But I don't know why he killed him. Maybe his motivation to Cleb, like, I'll do this to you if you don't get it right, you know? Maybe. I don't know. I was confused by that. Yeah, I guess so. I wrote down, uh, what is this, a casting couch? When (laughs) uh, Cleb is, like, interviewing Romanov, and she's like, you've had three lovers. Oh. Uh, Well, she, it's funny, because in the script and in the movie, she even was like, why are you asking these personal questions? (laughs) Um. She's like, yeah. would you make a love with a man you're not married to? God. <laughs> not engaged with? Uh, what? <laughs> you can make up to $1,000 to $5,000 per day. 
Also, she just shows up in Bond's bedroom. Like, how'd she get there? All right. Like, yeah, she just breaks in. Yeah. And he's like, okay, let's make love. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's another thing, too is in, at least in the 90s Pierce Brosnan Bond movies, they at least build up like a small, like a tiny bit to them, like getting <laughs> together, you know? Like, there's at least a small amount of build up that it's like, you know what? I'll buy it. It's it makes no sense, but I get it. Whatever. In this one, they don't even. And in older ones, they don't even try. They're just like Bond sees an attractive lady, just goes right up to her, and is like, starts, you know, gotta get after he's it. He's famous, you know. They just let you do whatever you want. We do not have much screen time for this. We have to get right to the action. It is kind of weird. I feel like they should do some like build up or whatever. And it, yeah, it's that. It's a little creepy, but. It's just that high quality 1960s PG that this podcast is all about. 1960s PG. This is this is now the second oldest movie we've done. Yeah. yeah. I think he um, sees her. Well, wait. I think he, he sees, sees her, her like, running to, to get bed, into the bed. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like naked. But it's yeah, it's weird. Uh, the the implications that a an international British spy would see some random person in their bedroom after be checking like, for bugs and everything yeah. after moving to a new room after checking for bugs she'd be like uh yeah hello and he's like oh hey you're here let's uh let's do some stuff and and she also she also asks for him like she's like a russian diplomat and she's like oh yeah i wanted to fact and bring a lector machine to bond and it's like how do you know who bond is yeah if, well Techni- like number 1 they kind of say that they kind of say yeah, that they're the like obviously they're it's like, a trap. It's obviously a trap, <laughs> yeah. but we have to figure it out. And then yeah, and it's so weird because he's like, you know, even though I know this is a trap, I'm still gonna sleep with you. <laughs> yeah, she could have it's easily also, just killed him. How creepy is it that he checked for bugs, and he was like, "I need a new room," and they were like, "Oh, I know what room you can go to: the bridal suite." The one that conveniently has a hollowed out wall that we can take videos of from the camera of, of the bed. It's like, that is fucking creepy. What Which, the by the way, you know that's not the first time they used that one-way yeah. mirror, two-way mirror in that bridal that's what suite. I'm saying. Was there a most quotable line for you guys? I mean, God, I need a list of the, all the one-liners in the movie. <laughs> I liked, uh, what was the line that they, they say back and forth when James Bond and like... Uh, the other agents are trying to it's a uh, pardon me do you have a match i use a lighter or well, better still until they go wrong exactly it's like that code phrase that they use that little fake conversation to identify each other i thought that was neat i like whenever that happened it's not exactly a quote but this is a recurring theme among the movies but i love how like james bond and money penny the receptionist kind of like fake flirt back and forth like a lot the thing i didn't necessarily understand so when they're like oh it's our honeymoon blah 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 and then like james is like oh put on this dress and then like spanks her or whatever and she's like oh there's some english customs that will have to go out i'm like is that an english custom like spanking your woman just maybe that's where it came from i mean i guess we'll we'll need the brits on the the brit listeners to call in let us know is that a thing that you started spanking (laughs) fannies yeah, spanking mm, fanny. Fanny means something different in England, I think. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. Well, <laughs> was there a surprise or a holy shit moment? Okay, I will say the only moment that I was like, 
I like I was surprised by it was when they killed Karen Bay. That was the only one where I was like, Oh man, they killed my boy. No. Yeah, when Red was when he, he was started saving guy. James Bond, that was like, Oh wait, why is he doing yeah. that? But yeah, not a ton of surprises in this one. He needed him to execute his plan. He couldn't have him die in some turket in some gypsy camp. Not necessarily a surprise, but I was just kinda like, Oh shit, he's gonna do it is when he's like, Oh, can I buy that cigarette off you? He's like, with what? And he, he's like, oh, the 50 sovereigns or whatever in my case. And then you're like, oh, oh he's going yeah. mm-hmm. to tear gas his ass. I love in the James Bond movies where it gets to the point where you can tell they're about to use the gadget. You know what I mean? They're about to use the thing. There are other ones, too, where they're kind of trick gadgets like that, where they're like, if you turn it sideways, it'll be fine. But if you don't, it'll explode in your face. Like, there's another one later where there's a Pierce Brosnan one where there's a pen bomb. And if you click it five times, it explodes. And this dude is like sitting there like Ben, like clicking the thing like repeatedly. <laughs> and it'll it'll click like three times and you see and it, the, the shot pans back to Pierce Brosnan, James Bond, who's like kind of watching it. And then he clicks it a couple more times and then nothing happens. And he clicks it like five times like that you need to and like things explode. Like I love when they're like about to use the gadgets and that kind of build up to it. It's a common theme. Okay, how weird was it that James Bond, he was like, James Bond was like, these two ladies shouldn't be fighting. And he was like, okay, you can decide what happens to them. Yeah, and then, then they both show up into his they room. They both show up into his room. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's like, ooh, it's going to be a hard choice. And then it cuts to like daytime and he's just getting his arms massaged or something. You're just like, yeah. okay, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. I don't. I don't get that scene at all, especially because they're married. They're, okay, they're arguing over who's gonna marry a guy. Yeah, it was like a fight to the death. Like right. one of them fight to the walk death, and who's gonna this. marry some important guy's son? And they're oh, like, totally. And I was like, I was like, girl fight. This is so Bond. This is so sexist. Girl fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I don't really appreciate about this movie, and a lot of the older ones is just. Well, I mean, there's a lot of questionable moments at best, and at worst, like, straight-up misogyny. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. But essentially what it is, is every month you get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from their monthly selection. So, Dylan and Zach, what are your experiences with Audible? So working from home nowadays, I recently used Audible to rip through one of my favorite book series. It's always great to go back and revisit some of your favorites. And since we've recently done From Russia with Love, you could could check out some of Ian Fleming's books on Audible. Uh, they have Dan Stevens, Toby Stevens, uh, Damian Lewis, many great narrators read through Diamonds Are Forever, From Russia with Love, Live and Let Die. So maybe you want to get into the James Bond novels as well as the movies. To start your free 30-day trial, go to audibletrial.com slash cocktails and classics, all lowercase. Again, that's audible.com slash cocktails, A-N-D, classics. After your free trial is up, it costs $14.95 per month. However, there are no commitments. And if you can't decide what to listen to, that's okay. You can roll your credits over up to one year. So this week's podcast is brought to you by Surfside Sips. They make high-impact glass straws. They're a family-owned company. And and what's better than saving saving the turts, you know? 
The turds. <laughs> the turds. You know, I'm one of those people who hates using paper straws. Paper straws fucking Paper straws suck. suck. They're the worst solution. I love what they do. I love the, that we're, we're minimizing the use of plastic straws. I enjoy that. Paper straws suck ass. They suck. They're the worst possible solution because turns out, guess what? Paper and water don't fucking mix, okay? I don't know who came up with it, but it doesn't work. Even though even though they put coating on it to try and help, it doesn't work. It just gets soggy and you end up throwing it away anyway, and that's just more waste. And so But you know what doesn't get soggy? Glass. Yeah. Glass straws from Surfside Sips. And if you want to get some glass straws from Surfside Sips, you can use coupon code Cocktails and Classics spelled out. That's cocktails A N D Classics for twenty percent off your order. And if you're looking for a business to support during this time, seems like a good idea. A little bit of a tradition around here is Zach takes over and gives us a trivia quiz. So Zach, take it away. I love when we have a pared down audience because uh, Dylan might have a shot at winning today. I do. I, I have a high probability of winning when there is only two people. So higher. <laughs> First question: How long did it take to film the fight sequence in the train car between James Bond and Donald Red Grant? Was it A three hours, B three days, or C three weeks? Three weeks, Jesus. Yeah, I, that's a long time. I couldn't imagine. Filming the same thing for three weeks. <laughs> oh, man. The entire fight or just like that entire scene? It's the fight scene between James Bond and Red. Would it help if I told you that um, they did not use doubles? They didn't use stunt doubles for that. No. Uh, no, but that is interesting. It means they were probably really tired. Like, right, we got to pick up tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the, with the, I don't know. I feel like people back in the 60s like would just like smoke a cigarette and then go out and play tennis or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it, like that's how the tennis players roll. They like smoke a cigarette and then come out of the court and like just start, you know, playing. It's like John Daly golfing now. Right. I feel like they're just like smoking and drinking all the time while they're doing their daily activities. So it's more like a, like I feel like they'd get more tired out if that makes sense. Like they're like, oh man, I've been smoking and drinking all day. And I've been now in, on this fight scene for like two hours. I gotta go. We're, we gotta wrap this up for today. Did you see the? Uh, did you see the like warm up video for John Daly where he's literally no. smoking a cigarette, <laughs> hitting his warm up shots? <laughs> oh my god, that guy's pants! It is crazy to me how the culture around sports has changed so much since like the '60s. Because I feel like it was taken way less seriously back then. Like they still like we're serious and we're like, you know, in their profession, but I feel like they did not do like, I feel like there are people in athletes. They weren't, today they weren't like, like Tom Brady. Yes. They, they weren't like, I'm going to go to bed at nine. I never drink coffee. I never eat tomatoes. I'm going to go in my hydration chamber or whatever bullshit <laughs> Tom Brady sleeps. in. <laughs> well, also, you know, your, your star quarterback back in like the late sixties was making like 35, yeah. 40 grand a year. Um, I guess I'm going to say three weeks. I'm going to go for the long boy. I want to go for three weeks, but I, I don't know. That's such a long time. I'll say three days. It was a very long time. It was three oh. weeks to film that scene. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. That's insane. I I feel like they moved slower back then, though, too. Like, 
it, it wasn't like today, like when you shoot a movie today, it's like, all right, we got to move on. We've, we've got 10 scenes to do today. And you're like, but that's not possible. <laughs> all right, whatever. We'll make well, it up later. They were just ripping cigs and fighting, you know? <laughs> I don't get how they did it because they cranked out these James Bond movies like every year yeah. in the 60s. Well, the movie was only an hour and a half. But still, I yeah, I do agree. I feel like back then in the 60s, and, like there are literally 25 of these damn things. And five of them came out between like 2006 and the sorry the 25th one has not even come out yet so the like they have five in 15 years and then i think pierce brosnan did four from 94 to 2004 or something like that so that's four in 10 years so that the other 15 were done right the other 15 were done between like 63 and 92 or something like that so it's like Every other year, they were like spitting one out. Yeah, it was like Harry Formula. Potter films. They were just filming them back to back or Lord of Rings. <laughs> yeah. Well, those ones made more sense because that was one linear story. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we wait too long, <laughs> Sean Connery might be in jail. <laughs> I know this is an aside, but uh, one of the nice things I liked about—well, never mind. I'll talk about that later. That's <laughs> Uh, alrighty, so, uh, Daniela Bianchi remains the youngest woman to play a Bond girl in the film franchise. How old was she when she filmed From Russia With Love? No. Was it A, 18, B, 21, or C, 24? Youngest? I'm gonna say 21, I feel, well, but the drinking age was different back then. Also not, uh... I just feel like you can't have a girl under the drinking age for a James Bond movie. But then again, back then, it wasn't as hot. I don't know. Just because I feel like alcohol is a... Well, Keep not in, in this one as much, actually. Him. No, I don't think he drinks at all. He has something in the gypsy camp. They do have some... I don't know if it's alcohol, oh, yeah. but they, they do, do have guns. something. They drink wine in the the on the Orient Express. Oh, that too. So they do have alcohol. and It's not... He doesn't order his signature drink in this movie, though. Yeah. I'm going to go 21. I think I'll go for 18. Well, uh, you're wrong. It is 21. You guys are each tied <laughs> at one point. Uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, I have this really weird fascination with inflation. So, um, Oh, God. In the train scene, Bond offers Red 50 gold sovereigns on the train for a cigarette. Now, given that gold sovereigns at the time of filming were worth one euro, how much would the sum of those 50 gold sovereigns be worth today? Is it A, $5,000? This is American dollars. B, $10,000. So you have to translate from euros into dollars and inflate it? You fucker. Or what C, $15,000. So you said it's 50 gold sovereigns, and they were with they were worth one euro at the time. Yep. Wait, 50, all 50 worth worth, Jan? No, each one? one was worth one. A gold sovereign was worth one euro. How much would 50 gold sovereigns be worth today in American dollars? If you want to give it to me in euros, like... I don't have that number, but if you're close, you're close. <laughs> you guys have to have like inflation calculators on like no. your, your phones by now. No. Okay, sorry. Can you repeat the answers again? A, $5,000. B, $10,000. C, $15,000. Either way, isn't it kind of astounding? Either Yeah, either way, it's amazing. And this is in US dollars. So this is, dude, I don't know. I so undersold that on the last one and still won somehow just due to 
the over under type thing. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking five thousand. Yeah, yeah, I mean I that's know. crazy. I'll go ten thousand just because if it's five thousand euros, it's about ten thousand American dollars, probably something like that. Well, not anymore. The rate's a lot closer now, but yeah, still, I'll go ten. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go five thousand. I, I mean that would that's that's kind of crazy though to think like fifty euros and. 63 is 50,000 or five five thousand dollars now yeah it's kind of crazy to think of but well my favorite part of the trivia is when we go to the tiebreaker because it was fifteen thousand oh dollars that's crazy that's insane yeah i wonder what it is in euros yeah it's a lot Alrighty, so the tiebreaker again similar format closest without going over how many james bond movies did sean connery star in i have a guess i thought i knew it and i was wrong I was like, oh, yeah, that'll, that'll be a great question. And then double-checked right before we started recording, and I was wrong. All right, I have a number in my head. Man, I, I think it's got to be like six. I, I can think of like three or four off the top of my head, but there's a, probably at least two more. So I'm going to say six. Just so the people at home know, Cam and I, we we show each other our answers just so it's not yeah. like a, we're like screwing each other over here on the over-under. <laughs> I, I'm gonna Don't go give five. Me a giant dick hole and say five. <laughs> I'm going five. It was random. I, though. I feel like random. it might be six. Honestly, though, like six sounds like a, a nice number. I feel like he was Bond forever. He was Especially Bond if you're for like. While. I think. I do think Roger Moore was Bond for more movies, but but Sean Connery was in a lot of them. All right, uh, Sean Connery was in Doctor No. Yep. 1962, From Russia with Love, 1963, Goldfinger, 1964, yeah. Thunderball, 1965. Like, see, they're cranking these things out every yeah, year. Right. <laughs> you Only Live Twice, 1967, and uh, Diamonds Are Forever, 1971. Nice. So the one that I missed, he reprised his role as James Bond in Never Say Never Again in 1983. He took a 12-year gap from playing wow. James Bond. I, I forgot about that. So. Damn. Well, Cam, Cam still wins, though. Cam's got the dub. So I did the dirty work of looking up a couple bad reviews around the internet, and I want to hear your thoughts on their thoughts. The first review comes from Joseph Ferran from April 19th, 2020, somewhat recently. Uh, gave it one out of five stars. It says... So the whole premise of this movie is James Bond is supposed to get played, but he fucks so good he makes a fake double agent turn into an actual double agent and wins anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Exactly. No, I, you I, nailed I, look, it. I, I know you're going to re- read the review soon, but I do want to say that <laughs> that dude fucks. <laughs> like, yeah, that's part of the, that's part of the tr- James Bond thing, you know? He has sex with a woman who's supposed to be against him. And she turns out to not be against him. He's got the magical peen, all right? The and wiener is so good. But, like, let's be honest. If you had to listen to Sean Connery, like, talk at all in bed, I feel like you'd just go, I mean, they're female, so maybe they don't go flaccid, but, like. <laughs> while they, they, well, No, I've heard they do. You got to pick one. Um, oh, shit. Who was I going to say? Oh, God. It's going to be Sean Connery or... Um, Jeff Goldblum. You got to pick one to listen to. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff oh, Goldblum. <laughs> <Hands down. laughs> 
Oh, so you like uh, sexual intercourse. <laughs> so you're like a, a Russian spy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, they straight up say in like the first 15 minutes, they're like, oh, it's a trap. Yeah, we know. Yeah, okay. So let's go into this. And then he still gets trapped. Like... <laughs> Like, all right, James, you're a little in over your head, I guess, because this guy can kill you in, like, what is it, like 1.3 seconds or some shit? Yeah, not very often they tell the main character the plot of the movie he's about to be in, and he still fucks <laughs> it up. <laughs> the world, the world's greatest spy. He's not, not that great. <laughs> we haven't even heard the review. Oh, that, that was it. That was right? it. <laughs> Wait, yes. oh, really? Yeah. Nice and short. Short and sweet. Right to the point. Well, if you want to hear a review, I have another a six out of ten. Okay. From IMDb. Okay. From Russia with regrets. Ooh, <laughs> raggards. From Stamper, November sixteenth, two thousand two. So an eighteen-year-old review almost. From Russia with love equals up to most Bond films in the series, considering the quality of the story and its presentation. The excitement within the viewer fades, though, as the movie proceeds to its finale due to the lengthy and detailed depiction of the escape. Neither the actors nor the action sequence succeed in making up for that mistake made by the director, leaving this Bond film only a notch above mediocrity. Six out of ten. I mean, I don't know. I guess that's a little fair, but yeah, I feel like that glazes over a lot of the movie by just like talking about the end of it though yeah in the in the simplistic sense i you know it 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 has a lot of honesty to it i feel like the parts with karen bay took so long like we Mm -hmm. go to this gypsy camp and we have a shootout and we do this and then like to get to the actual plot and like here's specter and this freaking spy we've had you know an hour and a half of building up and then he just gets tear gassed and beat beat to death you know like yeah all right well yeah karen bay has such an unceremonious like death too yeah he just like comes back and he's like oh mr bond or whatever his american fake american name is whatever at that time or no they're they're british they're from yorkshire or something at Mm -hmm. that point uh they're like Like your friend's dead yeah they're like mr dalton your friend's dead oh and he, yeah, and they he must dies have shot off each screen. Other. It's so lame. Because he was like literally, he was like almost a main character at the amount of screen time that dude had. Oh my God. <laughs> that reminds me of the scene where he like shot that dude with the sniper as he's like escaping from that woman's <laughs> mouth. And James Bond goes, She should have kept her mouth like closed or something. Like, oh, looking what? at the billboard was so creepy. Like, oh yeah, I see the, the model yeah. up there. It's like, yep. She's got a really nice mouth, doesn't she? Like, I did not pick up that that was where the guy was going to crawl out of. I'm like, why is this dude just being a creep? I get what this dude is saying a little bit, but I do think that it is kind of taking a lot. Like, summing up the movie by its very end final moments is kind of disingenuine to me. Yeah, I think you could have pumped a little bit more action in there. A a little bit more, like, something for, for, like, the first hour to like really to really like keep you like going but i mean the last half definitely picks up 
yeah. I mean, once once we're uh, on the train, it gets pretty action packed and it's pretty fun. Those of us who have seen it, Zach wrote down our rating based <laughs> off memory and nostalgia. And I want to know if your rating has changed or not. And Cam and I will give our first impressions. So I've said I've seen basically all of the old James Bond movies. And I don't know if I was confusing this one with a different movie or what, but I was going into it and I was super pumped because my wife had never seen it before. We sat down to watch From Russia with Love and I was like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. I gave it like a nine going in. I thought this was like an amazing movie. I don't know what happened. I don't know what I was remembering. There's so much, there's so much goofiness. Uh, Karen Bay's character, I just don't get it. It's like you have to know some some piece of the movie going in to understand this one. Um, Karen Bay is almost set up to be like the bad guy when James Bond first shows up in Istanbul. And then he he's a good guy, and then he's a corny good guy. There's There's a lot of this movie, like the plot points that could be cut out, the whole fighting at the gypsy camp, other than like somebody trying to kill James Bond and Red stopping it, I don't get it. There's there's just a lot of this movie that could be cut. Um, it's definitely not the best James Bond movie. Uh, of the Sean Connery ones, I would say Thunderball is my favorite. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this movie a three. I did not think it was very good. Wow, that's awful. And I don't know if I'll watch it again. This was my first time watching this movie, as I had previously said, and it's only my second James Bond movie, and to be honest, maybe I just, maybe I just don't understand it, like, I don't know, it, you just don't get it, yeah, like, (laughs) it, I don't think it's for me, maybe the times have changed, but James Bond is just like a fucking dick. <laughs> he still gets the woman. He beats him, and then they're still peen. like cool. And it's uh, like, about that. It's this is the part. hero. Like this is the the hero you're pushing towards me is a fucking womanizing abuser. I like. He did attack know. her when he thought she was a spy, right? Yeah, yes. but like I. I agree. I feel like parts really lagged. Like it, it was kind of boring. Karen Pay was, I thought he was the bad guy. Like Zach said, like I was kind of like, who's this guy? Oh, is he going to be the, the dude that hooks him up with uh, Tatiana? You know, all this stuff. And it's like, oh no, he's just some random dude. All you right. were waiting for him to betray James Bond at some point. Yeah. Karen Bay is loyal. <laughs> he's smart. He's important. He's loyal. <laughs> but I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like it got better towards the end, and I think, I think it's worth a watch. But as far as like a rating goes, I, I'm gonna give it a three and a half out of ten. So here, let's yeah. So let's have a chat. So <laughs> fireside chat with Uncle Cam. Fireside chat. Here we go. There are some problematic parts about this movie, but it's more emblematic about the role of James Bond in general. It's evolved over time. He is very womanizing in this movie, which is, in my opinion, one of the major faults of not only this movie, but of his character. It's definitely reminiscent of a more, like some, like we've talked about earlier, it's kind of more like Mad Men-esque where, 
you know, it's it's more like a this was an acceptable thing of the time, which nobody would want to do now, and it's certainly not good now. And I mean, it wasn't acceptable back like it was acceptable back then, but it was not like even judged by today's standards is not good. And uh, so that part is not great. Um, however, I do still like the character in comparison to Doctor No and even the movie that came after this, Goldfinger. I feel like this movie ages actually better. So, for those reasons, I still gave this movie a 7. I still liked it. I enjoyed it. Will I watch it again? I'm not sure. I kind of, I still have like 15 Bond movies to watch <laughs> for the first time. Um, but I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. If you enjoyed this, don't forget to rate and subscribe and check out our Instagram at Cocktails and Classics Pod. Use the hashtag Cocktails and Classics to send us your movie and drink recommendations. Check out some of the videos on there. We're uh, starting to do some uh, little recipes for the cocktails of the week. So check those out. Like them. Share them. And uh, share us with your friends. I'm sure they would love to hear our thoughts on From Rush With Love and (laughs) tell us all about how we offended them. Uh, And as always, watch responsibly.